This is Episode 2, The Hooded Man. Please be advised, this episode contains themes of stalking and obsession. Bianca Walker has what most would call a successful life. She lives in her own home. She has risen up the corporate ladder, and she's got friends and family who support her. In many ways, she is the envy of the modern adult. But today, Bianca will discover that she's got something that no one would covet. An unexpected and unwelcome visitor from somewhere within Dark Valley. It's not easy for anyone to break into upper management, and I was no exception, but I can always rise to the challenge. Our past quarter wasn't as strong as we had projected, but I knew I could convince the executives that this was more emblematic of a troubled market than poor strategy. I had prepped this presentation for three weeks, and I could feel their trepidation melting away as we outlined our path forward. In Q3, we fell short of our goal, but the way in which we fell short is reason for celebration. On the next slide, I asked Evelyn and her team to recast Q3 based on the updated, after only 10 months, I felt like I was becoming a trusted source within the company. But as I was about to take questions at the end of the presentation, a strange uneasiness came over me. It felt like I was being watched, and I know I was being watched in this boardroom, but it was like being watched by someone I didn't expect to see me. Someone I didn't know was there. Thank you all for attending. Please feel free to reach out to me with any additional questions you may have. Bianca, you killed it. I don't know how you do it. You tell them bad news and they walk out of here smiling and thanking you for it. The guy who held your position before you was nothing like you. We'd have a record day and he'd be like, well, that's good. Made you feel like the sun coming up that day was an inconvenience. <laughs> Thanks, Liz. What's wrong? Nothing. It must have been the stress getting to me. I held everything together for the meeting, but now that my body had a minute to relax, my mind started playing tricks on me. Mm-hmm. Let's grab lunch. Here, relax your shoulders. You did great. It's Friday. All downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me pack up my stuff. You got it. I'll check the specials on my phone. Ooh, they got eggplant parm and lobster bisque. Tough decisions today. I unhooked my computer from the projector and I felt it again. It was like a bit of pressure on my forehead. I froze. Someone was here. The beads of sweat started to trickle down my face. I suddenly became very conscious of my breathing. Heavy. Forceful. I finally placed my computer in my bag and looked up only to find an empty room staring back at me. Hey, Bianca, ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Maybe we should grab some wine while we're out. Oh, no, that's all right. Bianca, as a resident office wine snob, I can tell when a glass would improve a situation. It's clear from the look on your face that you need a little bit of help relaxing. Mm. There's no shame in admitting it. 
I admit it to myself all the time. Are you telling me you have a problem, Liz? No, I'm telling you why I don't have problems all the time. <laughs> Just, you know, a lot of the time. <laughs> I appreciate the offer, but let's stick to lunch. I'm supposed to go out with my sister tonight, and it's a little early to pregame for that. I'm not exactly known for holding my liquor well. Okay, okay, I get it. No need to make excuses. But you've got yourself a rain check on me if you change your minds. It was nice to get out of the office and into the fall weather. There are so many more details in autumn around downtown. They decorate the streetlights a bit more. You've got the occasional banner for some harvest thing they do in the country. We saw some familiar faces on our walk to the restaurant. That heavyset guy who works over at the insurance company. I think his name is Gerald? Stacy and her baby stopped to chat with us. Well, <laughs> Stacy did anyway. The baby not so much. She used to work in legal, but is doing the stay-at-home mom thing now. But I didn't recognize everyone. Across the street from the restaurant stood this lanky man. I had never seen him before, but I knew something wasn't right with him. He looked like he was made entirely of shadow, with a hood over his head. I couldn't make out his face at all. He stood there silently on the street corner, and I felt his hidden eyes, as if they could see right through me. My discomfort must have been obvious, as Liz stopped talking just to look at me, too. B? Hello? Bianca, you alright? <laughs> yeah, sorry. That guy on the corner over there, he was staring at me and freaking me out a bit. What guy? I turned around and he was gone. I don't know where he could have possibly gone in the five seconds my back was turned. There wasn't anywhere he could have hidden. Behind him was a mostly empty parking lot. I looked up and down the street. He had vanished. He was there a second ago. I believe you. There's a lot of creeps around here. Sorry he made you uncomfortable, but he's gone. I bet you never see him again. Yeah. So, did you decide? Which of the specials are you getting? Oh, I brought my lunch. I only want to get you some fresh air. What are you having? The rest of Friday was uneventful in the best possible way, and I left the office early enough to beat most of the traffic. All that stood in the way of a relaxing weekend was another 25 minutes of driving. Hello? Hey, Bianca. Hi, AJ. What's up? You still at Mom's? I literally just left. I'm heading to your place now. Okay, you might beat me there by like a minute. Don't even bother letting yourself in. Chill in your car and I'll pick you up. You have any ideas about where you want to go? How Sergio's? Sergio's? AJ, I'm shocked. You're not going to meet any guys there. Guys under 40 anyway. I'm not going out to meet guys tonight. I'm going out to catch up with my workaholic sister. That's very sweet of you. I think. I don't have to hang out with you, you know. Oh, yes, you do. We're family. Those are the rules. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, crap. What? Mom was cleaning out your room and asked me to bring over some boxes with a bunch of your old stuff <sighs> in them. I completely forgot. AJ, please don't yell like that when you're driving. I thought you were about to get in an accident. No, nothing like that. Sorry. It's okay. I'll run it over to you on Saturday or Sunday, okay? No problem. Thanks. There's that feeling again. Suddenly, I wasn't sure I was alone in my car. Maybe I was being followed. 
I was about to get off at my exit and I couldn't resist checking my rearview mirror a thousand times. I even quickly checked my back seats just to be safe. I knew what I was doing was crazy. No one could have possibly entered my car while I was going 60 miles per hour on the highway and even if they could, I would have definitely noticed that. <laughs> this is silly. I turned to my blinker and took my exit. Hey, I'm about a minute from my house. See you in a few? I just pulled in. See you soon. I approached the stop sign at the end of the off-ramp and there he was. I think it was him. It was much closer to sunset so I couldn't be sure but the man was exactly as shadowed as before. Hood up over his head, pitch black figure from head to toe, standing silently like this afternoon only now he was on the sidewalk in front of a gas station. The void where his face should be was quietly sizing me up. I couldn't see his eyes, his nose, nothing. But somehow, I felt like he could see every part of me from the other side of the road, across four lanes, right through my windshield. It was as if he were standing six inches from me. Sorry! I turned onto Main Street, but kept my eyes on him as I went. He didn't move a muscle. I watched his figure get smaller and smaller as he faded from my sight. It was a coincidence. Had to be. How could that have been the same man? I guess he could have driven here. But so what? Say it is the exact same guy. What's so weird about that? We were only 20 miles away from downtown. He was getting gas. He made me so uncomfortable. But he's never said anything to me. He's never approached me. He's... I'm fine. He's probably on his way somewhere for the weekend. This is fine. I finally pulled into my driveway. Hey. You look cute. Thanks. You mind if we take your car? Nope. You still cool to drive? I'm really surprised you picked Sergio's. Don't get me wrong. I like Sergio's, but this isn't usually your scene. Yeah, I know. I still like the bar scene and all but it's a little less attractive once you've been out of college a little while. AJ, you graduated like two years ago. You're not an old lady now. We could have gone someplace else. I'm beginning to think you really don't like Sergio's. It's not that. Then what is it? I had a really weird day. Did your presentation not go well? No, it was fantastic, but <laughs> this is gonna sound really stupid. Remember when I was dating that tennis player? Once I couldn't remember what the sport was called, and I referred to it as the game with the squishy green baseball. Oh, jeez. We broke up. Can't imagine why. What I'm trying to say is, you can tell me anything. I won't judge you. I saw this man outside my work. He was the most unsettling man I have ever seen. He looked like a silhouette, like an impossible silhouette standing beneath this tree at the edge of a parking lot. It was like one in the afternoon. There's no way there was enough shadow to cover him that completely. But it felt like he knew me, or was following me, or was focused on me. Ugh, some guys are the worst. If that were it, I'd be over it by now. But I swear I saw him again right before I got home and picked you up. He was over by the gas station on Main. Are you sure it's the same guy? No. What makes you think it's him then? The way he makes me feel. It's like I'll never be safe again. He doesn't even have to get physically close to me before he threatens me. 
And the worst part is, I think I can feel him before I can see him. Call it intuition or a sixth sense or whatever you want to call it, but my distress alerts me to his presence. Do you want to come back with me to mom's tonight? No, it's okay. I'll be fine. Do you want me to stay over your place? No, really. Thank you. I am... Bianca! Yeah. I'm sorry that happened to you. I know you'll be fine. But please, call me if you get that feeling again or if you see him again. You may be the bigger sister, but that doesn't mean you can't ask me for help. Thank you, Allison. Turns out you are right, by the way. <laughs> right about what? I don't think Sergio's is my kind of place, though the wine is pretty good. <laughs> Thanks for driving. Ugh, Mom texted me six times while we were at Sergio's. <laughs> I've got to go. I can't wait to get my own place. <laughs> You'll get there someday, I promise. If mom lets me move out, yeah. <laughs> I'll call you later about your stuff. See you, Bianca. You would think after all these feelings of never quite being alone that heading into my house for a Friday night parked on my couch would be the perfect antidote. And yet, as I watched AJ leave, being alone was the last thing I wanted. I wish I had asked her to stay. We could have done anything together so long as I wasn't alone. I walked towards my front door with each step echoing into the October night air, each one so softly deafening. And then I felt the hairs on my neck stand up. I reached into my pocket, slowly, to grab my phone, and the small container of mace attached to my wallet. I don't know why. I saw every part of my surroundings before AJ left. It was dark, but not pitch black. The solitary street light on the turn in front of my house illuminating the area well enough. I took a breath. I readied myself, and then I turned around, ready to defend myself against no one. It's hard to be embarrassed without other people around, but I was embarrassed anyway. Why was I freaking myself out? What's wrong with me? I opened my front door and went in. Things were exactly as I had left them. Of course they were. No one else had been in here. I checked my phone. It was only 8.30. I didn't feel like sleeping, but it seemed like that's what I needed to do. I got into bed, closed my eyes, and tried to convince myself that everything was totally fine. I woke up slowly on Saturday. My room was that gentle kind of cool you only get for those couple of weeks in autumn. It took me much longer to fall asleep than I expected, but I felt well rested. For once, it felt like a new day. I didn't have to work over the weekend. I could get my errands done in peace, maybe hang out with AJ once she brings those boxes over. I'm sure they are loaded with old high school pictures and memories that she'd get a kick out of. I was feeling good. I should do more to relax and enjoy this lazy weekend. I mean, my chores weren't gonna take that long. I knew just the person to call to help me take it easy. Hey, you reached Liz. Sorry, I can't take your call. Leave a message. Hey Liz, my weekend is more open than I thought. Mind if I take you up on that drink? I figured we can check out the Harvest Festival or something. Give me a call. <sighs> I got myself ready for the day and was headed out to my car. I could feel it. Today was going to be a good day. 
I slowly approached the street. I checked for any traffic. Some teenagers in this neighborhood really fly around this hill. First scanning to the left and then to my right and beneath the street light, the hooded man. I was not safe here. He had followed me home. He was probably there all night. Was he at Sergio's too? Why was he after me? I wasn't even sure where I was going as I tore down the hill. I took a left, then a right, then straight, then another right. My head felt hot. I was gripping the steering wheel so tightly I couldn't feel my hands. Oh my god, at the police station. Somehow I ended up where I needed to be. I threw my car in park. I didn't even close my car door. And I ran. Help! I need help! What's wrong? I'm being stalked. There's a man outside my house. He's been following me for the past 24 hours. I saw him outside my work and on Main Street, and this morning he was standing outside my house, and I don't know what he wants, but he's following me. Okay, come on back. We'll get you in a room. You are safe here. I'm Officer Wilson. She took me into a room straight out of a cop procedural, with windows on virtually all sides and the blinds closed. I sink into the chair and exhale deeply. What's your name, miss? Bianca Walker. And where do you live, Miss Walker? 519 Crescent Lane. Is that your car out front? Yes. Officer Palmer is going to drive it around to the back. Let me open the blinds for a second so you can get a look at him. There he is, heading out the front door, the guy with the glasses. Doesn't he need the keys? It's still running. Don't you worry about it. You needed to get here safely, and you did. That's all that matters. I am so stupid. Miss Walker, you did the right thing. Neither Officer Palmer, nor I, nor anyone else thinks you're stupid. I need to take your statement so we can get a description of this guy. We may have you speak to a sketch artist. We're going to do everything we can to make sure you feel safe. Tell me everything you remember about this man, starting with the first time you recognized him. How could I explain to this policewoman who he is? She's not going to believe me. How could she believe me? The hooded man, he was... He was almost not a man at all. Miss Walker? You can call me Bianca. Bianca. When was the first time you saw him? Yesterday. And where did you see him? He was outside of my work, in the parking lot of that home improvement store across from Bella's. Hmm, over in Biltmore? Yeah, I work down the street from Bella's. And where's that? Biltmore First National Bank. I'm in corporate. Okay, great. Can you describe him to me? He's about my height, maybe a little taller. Good. What else? He... Well, he wears a hoodie. I think he's on the thinner side. Can you describe his features? Hair color? Eye color? I... I can't. Does the hoodie obscure his face? Yes. What color was the hoodie? Black. What else was he wearing? I'm not sure. He always looks like he's totally in shadow. Bianca, I want you to know that I believe you, but I need something to go on here. Your description, it's a bit vague. I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. The outline of a man on the other side of the blinds. Bianca? I'm sorry, what were you saying? 
Are there any details besides his build and his hoodie that you can remember? I needed a minute. I can barely concentrate on what the officer was saying. Can I use your restroom? Sure. Down the hall, on your left. I got up and walked out into the hallway, and there, hanging from the wall, a pitch black hoodie. My heart began racing. Was he here? I didn't feel him in the room, but I began to sweat. I couldn't stay here. I have to go. Why? I snatched my keys off the front desk and ran out. Bianca, wait. Let us help you. He's followed me everywhere. No one is going to be able to help me. I can't put anyone else in danger. I'm going to have to do this alone. He's never too far, but he can't do this forever. He's been watching me. Well, I'm going to watch him. I'm going home and I'm going to handle it. I don't need anybody else. I don't want anybody feeling sorry for me. I have to be my own first line of defense. I don't think he's here. Yet. Good. I've got enough food to make it through the weekend. When he comes back, I'll be watching. All I have to do is walk into my house. That's it. He isn't here. I can just get out of my car, unlock my door, go inside, and lock my door again. That's all I have to do. He's not on the street. He can't be inside the house. My security system would have alerted me. I'm alone. I'm safe. I have to be. Okay. I'm going. Now. I get out of my car. I carefully walk up the stairs to my house. It's only about 30 feet, but it suddenly seems a lot longer. Is this as fast as I can walk? This is ridiculous. It feels like I'm not in control of my body. Suddenly I'm jogging. No, I'm running. I'm racing. I'm sprinting to get to my- Ow! Ow! I forgot that the last step is a bit smaller than the others, but I'm almost there. My ankle is swelling up. I need to lay down and get some ice on this. I look out my front window, still no sign of him. The adrenaline is wearing off, and with my ankle getting bigger by the second, I have stressed myself to exhaustion. Since he's not here, I can at least try to relax for a few hours. So I'm ready when he comes back tonight. I grab some ice and hobble to my bedroom. I'm so tired of all this worrying. I'm so tired. You've reached Bianca Walker with Biltmore First National Bank. I'm sorry I'm not available to take your call right now, but please leave a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Hey B, that is way too formal a voicemail. We have to work on that. Anyway, sorry I missed your call earlier. I was at my parents. But yeah, I'd love to check out the festival later tonight if you're still free. I've heard it doesn't get really good until later anyway. Let me know. What time is it? Holy crap, it's almost 6.30. I was more tired than I thought. Oh, uh, okay. Not moving that ankle that way. I had always hoped I wouldn't need these crutches again, but thank God I still had them in my closet. I carefully hopped to my kitchen and put some leftover Chinese food in the microwave. Oh man, Liz called me back. I completely forgot that I had left her a message. She's gonna think I'm a flake. Hey B, that is way too formal a voicemail. I try to listen to Liz's message, but I can't. I have this terrible feeling coming over me. Someone is here. 
Why me? What does he want with me? What am I supposed to do? I am as quiet as I have ever been. It only made the knocks more excruciating. I slowly worked my way to the front door, careful to avoid being inside of the window. Every little creak of my floor sounds like an air horn. Finally, I am at the peephole. I gaze out, fully expecting the hooded man's empty gaze staring back at me, but instead I see nothing. Nothing! How could there be nothing? I peer out the window. I don't see him anywhere. I'm tormenting myself at this point. What the hell is this? A box of photo albums. I look up to see AJ's car headed down the hill. She had dropped off some of my old things from moms exactly like she said she would. And I missed her. Because of nothing. I almost wish he had been here. Then this would be less pathetic. AJ probably heard me shuffling around. I bet she thinks I ignored her or that I don't want to see her. In some ways, I don't want to see her. The sun is going down quickly and I don't want her to be here when he shows up. But I wish I had seen her. I'm losing my mind and Allison would be able to help me keep my head on straight. I sit down to eat my lo mein, but before I could even take a bite, that now familiar feeling had returned. The hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. My forehead was hot. The cold sweat wasn't far behind. I can feel him again. The hooded man was back. He is standing on my deck. I don't have to turn around to check. He could have been there when AJ came. Maybe that's why she left so soon? Did she see him? I know you're here. Maybe I can scare him off by not backing down. I turn around slowly. The dim light through my kitchen window should have highlighted his completely dark figure, but he is not there. At this point, I'd probably be better off if he just got it over with. I can't take this anymore. What do you want? My fear has become an exhausting, terrifying compass. I know he has gone to the front of the house, and I am helplessly, totally drawn in that direction. My breath becomes shallow. I can't feel my hands. I'm falling. I can't stand up. I can't catch my breath. I look up, and there he is. Finally. He had waited almost two full days, but he has me now. I'm on all fours as he gazes down on me. I close my eyes and wait for the window to break, but when I open them again, he hasn't moved a muscle. I crawl toward him and I lock eyes with him as best I can. Who are you? Do you hear me? Say something, you coward. I force myself to my feet and I stand directly in front of him. The only thing separating us is a thin pane of glass. Are we gonna do this all night or what? It only occurs to me now that I had never seen him move and I was not prepared for it. He almost floats to the left, out of sight of the window, and in front of my door. I know I have to move accordingly, but that is easier said than done on only one ankle. My hand trembles as I reach for the lock. If I'm going to do this, I have to do it quickly. The longer I freeze here, the less chance I'll move. My head is on fire, but I have to do this. It's the only way. I fling the door open. Who are you? He's gone. How could he be gone? I can feel my hands again. I can breathe again. Aside from my ankle, I'm okay. I hop out onto my front lawn. The air is crisp and light. He had dared me to confront him, and I did. And I came out on top. 
I smile. But only for a moment because it's only a matter of time before he comes back. Fight or flight. For Bianca Walker, this is not an involuntary response, but an active choice most useful against hooded figures and other threats. But fear is not tamed so easily, not in day-to-day -day life, and especially not within Dark Valley. This has been Episode 2, The Hooded Man. This episode was written by Mark Zurich. It was directed by Elspeth Denman. Bianca was played by Yamoria Wright. Liz was played by Cindy Chu. AJ was played by Christian Victoria Allen. Officer Wilson was played by Cole Whitmore. The narrator was played by Mark Zurich. Dark Valley is produced and edited by Elspeth Denman. This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. It is made possible by the generous support of our patrons at patreon.com slash darkvalleypod, including Ryan Asthamer, Charlie Neal, Marianne Menjack, Madeline Denman, and Michael Bowman. Next time on Dark Valley. Six weeks already, huh, Lansky? Yeah, I can't believe it. Time flies. Oh, please. Not on this assignment. The ship barely flies. Would you mind going out to the bridge if you're going to talk? I am trying to sleep here. Lighten up, Stripe. You want to play some cards with us? No, I would like to sleep. Oh, you're no fun. Actually, I don't think I want to play cards either. What? Why? No offense, Maple, but I am so sick of cards. Every day is the exact same thing of nothing happening until we sleep and get ready to start the next day of nothing. Cards are a lot more fun if it's not the only thing you get to do for enjoyment. I don't know how you guys do it. I haven't even been here for two months and both of you have been doing this for years. I'm ready to jump out of the airlock. Consider yourself lucky, Lansky. Why? Every other person aboard has seen some things they'd rather not have. I know this isn't glamorous, but it's a hell of a lot better than the alternatives. Plus, this is your first post, so Clark isn't as insufferable as he usually is. Insufferable? I've barely seen him. I don't know how he manages to avoid me on a ship this size, but he does. It's not a coincidence. To learn more about our show, please visit darkvalleypod.com.